Okay, I am Tony Mormino, and welcome to the Engineers HVAC Podcast on the go edition. So what does that mean? Well, we started doing these a few weeks ago, and one of the things we have learned is that sometimes we have content we'd like to share, but we're not in our professional studio. So wherever we are, in the basement of my home, in a hotel room, sometimes even in my truck, and, and sometimes even going for a little walk here on our property up here in North Carolina, and we just go ahead and record it and share the content. So I hope this is of value to somebody out there. So New Year starting, HVAC on social media. That's the topic I would love to talk about. I've been doing our social media for three years now for Insight Partners, and I just started doing it for Hobbs as well, Hobbs and Associates. And I tell you, man, we've learned a ton over the last couple of years, and it's super exciting If you're listening to this, first of all, thank you so much for listening. And we get a ton of support from the HVAC community, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much. So our tagline for our two, I would say, pillar content platforms, which is, one is this podcast, the Engineers HVAC podcast, and our YouTube channel, which is HVAC TV. Our tagline for both of these is, Our mission statement or tagline is to educate and empower the HVAC community. And we have found this to be a great tool, not only to give back and help educate everyone with the, you know, the things we've learned over the years. We've got a lot of people working for us that have been around a while, but also to build our brand, to stay top of mind and and to build our business. So it's a great strategy for doing that because you get to give back and build at the same time and that's why we share this. You know, we get a lot of questions from our mechanical engineering community, our mechanical contracting community, our account executives in the field as to, you know, how do you do this? How do you do this social media thing? What are the core strategies to focus on? And that's what I'm going to talk about here. And the, really what I'm going to talk about here is true for any, for any business that wants to grow online on social media. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a slant to it and how it's applicable in our HVAC business. And again, whether you're an engineer or contractor, doesn't matter. Hopefully you will get something out of it. So if you're a business, mechanical engineering firm, mechanical contractor, manufacturer of HVAC equipment, etc., you have got a story to tell. And your story usually is here's who we are and here's what we can do for you, which is the important thing. How can we help our customers be more successful? How can we help you with A, B, and C, et cetera? So we've got this story to tell, and and it helps if you're telling a story to have some people listen to it. And that is the answer to the question, why are we on social media? Why do we use social media? Because you have to go where the where the attention is, where the eyeballs are, and the ears as well if you're if you're doing a podcast. But I think you get what I'm saying, right? So if you got this message to tell. You know, when I first started out in the industry, which was in 1997, it was very common as a sales rep to grab new catalogs, call your engineer. Hey, I'd love to come by and set up your, update your catalog set. And you'd go over there and he'd give you, you know, 20 or 30 minutes to sit down with them and show you what was new and you were able to talk, et cetera, and so forth. And, you know, that just doesn't happen anymore. The business is not set up like that. And that's just one, one small example. But the point I'm trying to make here is that brand is built on social today, like at scale, okay? 
it doesn't take place or it doesn't take the place of the personal relationships, it enhances that, you know, it, it, it's an overlay on top of the very, very important personal relationships we build with our customers, owners, etc. All right. So that's a little bit about why we're on social media, why we're on specific platforms. And I'll delve into that a little bit here in a minute when I talk a little bit about the strategy of creating content that people want to watch. You know, it helps to create things that's engaging. It helps to create content that people want to watch and will seek out and, and, and in a place where you can get their attention, which is another important issue. Okay. So here's six, I guess I'll call them strategies or I'm not sure what you would call them. I'm going to call them strategies, six strategies or tenants of creating social media content that is engageable, engage, engaging, and brings value to the, to the end user, the customer. Okay. Number one, we're going to talk about authenticity. So I heard a quote once and it went something like, you know, the, the, the people who are going to win on social media today are the ones that will relate to others in a human way, you know, and we kind of relate to each other as humans by being human, (laughs) you know, by, by producing content that's authentic, you know, it follows in line with how we do business, how we act during the day. It's relatable. And, you know, we relate, ultimately, we relate more on our defects and shortcomings than we do on our perfectness because nobody, nobody's perfect, at least that I have found. So creating authentic content, similar to what I'm doing right now, which I probably would have never done a year ago, but I've just learned that the content is way more important than, than anything else. So the polished, scripted, manicured, you know, totally planned content usually is not as engaging as something that you're kind of speaking from the heart, you're speaking passionately about, and you're just sharing your experience, which is really what I'm doing right now on this podcast. Okay, so number two kind of falls in line with, with the first strategy we just discussed. So number two would be, would be value over quality, okay? So what that means is never not create content that's valuable because of the quality. And again, this is a perfect example of that. I'm walking up and down our driveway here in the mountains, and you can probably hear the rocks crunching under my feet. There's a lot of ums, ahs in this podcast, and I'm not going to go through and edit all those out. And, you know, a lot of people would not record a podcast like this. (laughs) And they're preventing themselves from sharing content that could be really valuable to somebody um, out in the field and their customer base. And it reminds me of a funny story. So the most listened to podcast we have, I believe it's called Six New Heat Pump Technologies or the Six Latest Heat Pump Technologies, something along those lines. You can look back at our podcast and find the exact, the exact name of it. But that is our most listened to podcast that I recorded just like this, just talking into my phone. So no special equipment. And that podcast has received double what the next next most viewed, most listened to podcast has received as far as listens. So let the audience judge the content based on its value, not on the quality. 
so the third strategy or third component of engaging content, content, excuse me, would be would be relatability. So, you know, we we relate to things and we connect to others usually on some sort of emotional or intellectual truth, right? You talk about winning the hearts and minds. I guess you hear that a lot from politicians, but you know, that is true when you're creating content too. Like what do you, you have to view your customer, the person you're trying to help, the person you're trying to serve as a real human, you know, with all the fears that humans have and all the, all the, you know, ambitions they have and the problems they want to solve and the, you know, their relationships with other people they work with at home, you know, you have to kind of relate to them on that, on that matter. And you do, and again, we do that by, you know, what the way we do it here is we kind of relate by our experience. Like, look, you know, I'm going to teach you about psychometrics. This is how I usually start my psychometrics show is I'm going to teach you about psychometrics and I implore you to take the time to learn this because if not, it can cause you a lot of pain and you could really mess something up that could be, you know, somebody's restaurant, they got their life savings in or a hospital or a end of end of life care facility. You know, these are very important things that we do and yada, yada, yada. So you get what I'm trying to say. You want to be relatable as a, as a, as a human, you know, and especially, you know, I'm, I have an engineering degree, so I work with a lot of engineers and, you know, engineers are probably not the best at this, right? We're a little more two plus two equals four and that's that. But, you know, when at the end of the day, we're all humans and you want to try to find a way that your content can be relatable to, to other people you're trying to serve. Okay. So number four, let's talk about the most important thing, which is bringing value, right? What value are you bringing or you're attempting to bring to the person engaging with your content, right? The best marketing, the best content serves to bring our customers from point A to point B, right? It serves to solve a problem by bringing value. Otherwise, why would they even look at it in the first place, you know? And, and, I heard this great quote the other day. It talks about advertising versus marketing. And it says, advertising is done to you, but marketing is done for you. Good marketing is done for you. So that's kind of the difference there, right? You want to, I always think about when someone's looking at this post, et cetera, how is it bringing them value? Sometimes it's very minor, like maybe a little meme that's funny, brings a little entertainment and in a way that we could all relate to how silly we could be sometimes or how difficult the industry could be that we're in. You know, the other type of content that's very valuable is educational. And that's what we try to focus on the most. You know, we, we focus on the, you know, the basic sciences behind air conditioning, whether it's psychometrics or fan laws or all that stuff, which pretty much stays the same. And then we also focus on, you know, the news of the day, A12 refrigerant transition, things that we all need to know about and get a, be, become aware of. So educational Content is extremely important as far as bringing value to your to your potential customer. Okay, number five is context. So this is something that is it took me a while to learn, and I, and honestly, I'm still learning because we're on, geez, I don't know, five or six different platforms right now. Each platform has a really a different way you create the content, the way you speak to people, um, the type of customer you might find on that particular content platforms. So, and when I talk about platforms, I'm talking about YouTube, LinkedIn, your podcast, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, and so forth. And there's several more there, but, 
And I would say this, my tip of the day would be if you're looking to up your social media game, LinkedIn and YouTube Shorts right now, the organic reach, and I'll explain what that is in a minute, is extremely high. So, you know, we talked about earlier about like, you need to go where the eyeballs are. The other important thing is you need to go where you can get in front of those eyeballs. So for example, if there was a hundred people on YouTube you were trying to get to and a million folks were posting stuff to that hundred people, you would have very little chance of them seeing it, right? So that would be a very low organic reach. Right now on LinkedIn and YouTube shorts, the organic reach is very high, which means you could post something and a lot of people are going to see it without paying. So I would say whether you're starting out or you want to improve your talents in one area, focus on those two platforms. So what does context mean? So, so I like to think about who's on the platform that's going to see what we're producing. Okay. So LinkedIn business professionals, you know, you want to kind of gear your content towards that type of audience. YouTube for us is probably pretty similar, but I would add the sense of it's all about education, right? People are watching your YouTube 90% of what we do, if not more is educational on YouTube. Okay. So make sure when you're posting something, it's contextual to the platform, right? And if you're on LinkedIn and you got a lot of business professionals that are connected to you, and especially if you're younger starting out, you know, you don't want to, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're, at a party or something, something you might post on Facebook, just be a little careful with, with posting that on LinkedIn. And I think you get what I'm trying to say there. So be careful of that. So the other strategy, number six, and the final thing I'm going to talk about is having some resilience. Okay. So here's the big secret to social media. 99% of what you do, especially in the beginning, no one cares about. <laughs> I learned this the hard way. I used to take it so personal, but you've got to remember people are extremely busy the attention is really short and it takes a long time to, you know, create content in a way that's engaging. And I can tell you for me, I've been doing that for a while now, more, more than three years. I've been doing it full time for three years, but I've been doing it for longer now. It does take quite some time and a lot of content before it starts getting good enough and you build your audience up and you know how, you know what you're doing to get engagement. And one of the tips I like to give people is... When you're first starting out, you're really doing it for you. You're not really doing it for the viewer because you really don't know what you're doing yet. You don't know how to create the content. You don't know how to create a good hook. You don't know how to edit videos. So the way we learn that is we start. And I've had numerous conversations that have gone like this. Hey, Tony, I love what you guys are doing. We want to try and do it here. You know, but we're really worried that it won't look that good when we start doing it. And my response usually is, well, let me help you with that. It's not going to look that good. <laughs> it's not supposed to look that good. You know, if I tried to run a marathon right now, it wouldn't look that good because I don't train for it. I don't know how to do it. I've never been a runner. So you get what I'm saying, right? So don't, you know, it's okay when you start. And even when you get going, if it doesn't look that good, if you're sincerely trying to help people and give them content that's valuable and you're not doing it for selfish reasons, then it's always good to do it. And the other thing I'll point out here, you know, a lot of reasons people don't do more content that's more authentic and more organic is out of fear. Fear of insecurities. What are my coworkers going to think? What are my associates going to think? What is my wife going to think? Et cetera. You get it. So, you know, that's a normal thing to have. And 
if you realize that in the beginning that things are just going to fail, that's all part of the learning process, that's all part of moving forward, then it's okay. Then there's nothing to fear. Like, okay, that didn't work. Move on. Some of the stuff we're doing today works well because you're seeing the 40th version of it. <laughs> you're not seeing the, you know, the 39 that was, uh, uh, was a complete fail. And we do stuff all the time that doesn't resonate. It fails. And we're like, okay, people don't respond to that. We'll try something else. We've learned not to take those things personal, but be professional about it and just learn and move on. Okay. So I think I've, I've hopefully provided some information here that is of value to somebody. And I think I've talked long enough with what I was trying to say. I would tell you, I would love some feedback on these quote unquote on the go episodes. I'm not sure if people are listening to them and getting annoyed by the quality, but either way, I'd love to get some feedback. I think this is the fourth one we've done. My email address is tmormino, that's M-O-R-M-I-N-O, at insightusa.com. And I'll tell you what, I'll put the email address and my name in the show notes to this podcast. I would love some feedback as to how you feel about these on-the-go episodes, if they're providing value, if you'd rather us not do them because they're annoying (laughs) or whatever, whatever criticism you can give back to us, we'd greatly appreciate it. And we'd love for you to check out our YouTube channel. If you haven't yet, just go to YouTube and type in at HVAC-TV. I'll also put that link in the show notes. We've got a ton of valuable content there that you can use in most states to get PDH credits even when you rewatch them. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day. Thank you.